know you feel like magic. Hello, Travel Quest Network. It's me, Joshua Harrell. And it is time. It's that time every week for the Weekly Chatter Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Whether you are someone who has never seen the Weekly Chatter before or you are one of our regulars, you are so welcome to be here. This is how Travel Quest Network likes to say goodbye to the week and hello to the weekend, knowing that many of us are working just as hard on the weekends as we do during the weekdays. Now, a little change of scenery this week because I am in the Dominican Republic at uh, Coral Level, Ibero Star Selection at or Bavaro Suites. Got it. It's a it's a long name. There's several hotels on this pro property. They're all on the waterfront, and we are staying at the Coral Level for Travel Quest Networks Getaway. This is a reward trip that we have uh, we started last year, and it is just a time to relax and rewind. And we are so grateful to be hosted by Delta Vacations and Ibero Star. This is my first time at Ibero Star. If you are a fan of Iberostar, then please leave that in the comments. And if you have anything to add to the show today, that's where it's at in our members only Facebook group. While we're broadcasting live to YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, public page, all of the comments and the chatter for the weekly chatter happens in our members only Facebook group. Now, today I'm gonna to be joined by Jason Block, our CEO. He's going to be joining us in just a little bit. Uh, we have another conversation with one of our members. These have been extremely popular. Every single one that we do, I feel like I get inspired to do something different than I was doing. So I guess that's a good thing, right? Um, always learning? Is that, the, is that the phrase du jour? I think it is. Uh, you have to forgive me. I've been um, hanging out with some of our members uh, already since last night. And um, man, I've got stories and inside jokes. So I'm going to see if I can sprinkle those in. I hope you don't feel like you're missing out. But uh, those who know will know. Anyway, I am just so happy to be here. And we're going to pop over to the comments and see what you guys have to say. Um, Daniela is joining us. Always good to see you, Daniela. Happy Friday to you, Hannah. Happy Friday, everyone. Debbie, happy Friday. Have you, Debbie, have you ever missed a weekly chatter live? I think not. Uh, Misty, happy Friday. Good to see you. Uh, Alan said, happy Friday, and he wishes he was here. And I wish you were too. Maybe next year, but we won't be here. We'll be somewhere else, right? Uh, all right, uh, Tatiana, our Tatiana is here. Happy Friday to you, Constance. Uh, happy Friday to you. Uh, our Angela is here. Happy Friday. Thank you, Angela. Just so you guys know, it does take a village to do anything good, and the weekly chatter takes a village. And just before this show, Angela and Britta. They were helping me out, so I appreciate you tuning in, Angela. Thank you for your help earlier. Um, Alan loves my shirt. This is an official Walt Disney World 50th anniversary. Am I saying that right? Um, yeah, 50. It has 50 all over it. I don't think that, that could be more simple. Uh, I had a feeling you would like it, Alan. I'm not going to say I wear it just for you, but you know what? It's quite warm here. Now, where you are in the U.S., it might be a little nippy or it might be a little wet. Not here in uh, Punta Cana. Uh, let's see. Our Britta here is here. Happy Friday again. Thank you, Britta. Our Amy is here. Happy Friday. You've got the whole team here, guys. Uh, just the whole Travel Quest Network team is here. Cynthia from Birmingham. Happy Friday all. So good to see you, Cynthia, as always. Uh, let's see. Angela is saying the weather looks better there than here in cold rainy Iowa um, and I will say it's the perfect temperature I do love coming to the Caribbean in December because the temperature is just right um, anyway uh, Jen happy Friday to you 
And uh, Alan, if you want to say I wore this for you, I'm good with that. Um, and Jen said it's freezing in New York. Jen, I'm going to be in New York City on, uh, let's see, Monday uh, for Tuesday's Roadshow in Newark. So are you telling me I got to dress in layers or am I going to have to be full parka? You got to let me know. <laughs> oh, man. So good to see you guys. As always, you know, we're going to, I'm going to be bouncing back and forth to different things, but please share your wins and your challenges uh, this week. Um, this is such a great time for you to get some feedback, some insight from fellow members of Travel Quest Network. And you know what? If you are not a member of Travel Quest Network, hey, you're missing out. Go to travelquestnetwork.com and learn more about it. Um, but I guarantee you, you will learn something from this show because this is where it's at. This is where we all get together. Now, um, I am going to break away because we have, and I do have to preface the show because there is construction going on right behind me. Um, so my suite is facing the ocean, but there's a little work going on. They're doing a little enhancing over here, right next to, you see this building back here? This is the coral lab. This is where Iberostar is growing coral to reintroduce to the um, uh, to the ocean, so they're adding to the ocean, uh, and it's got like a little lab where you can you your kids you can go see coral growing, uh, which I think is so cool. But anyway, there is going to be some construction going on, so at any point I might have to like mute or close the curtain. I don't know. I'll do something. But before we go over to our conversation with one of our members. I'm going to bring in Jason Block, CEO of Travel Quest Network World Via. Jason. Hello. He cannot hear me. All right. So I'm going to come back to me. Oops. There we go. Um, so we're going to get those technical difficulties sorted out. He's going to come back on. We'll come back to him. But Good thing he recorded his inter his interview, his conversation with Cindy Falcom. Falcom, I'm going to say her name wrong. Oh my goodness, Cindy, I'm sorry, um, but I'm going to turn it over to that interview, and you're going to learn a lot because Miss Cindy's got a lot going on. So take it away. Hey, Jason Block here. Welcome to another conversation on the Weekly Chatter. I have a very special guest with us this week. And so let's bring in Cindy Facklum. Cindy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jason? Excellent. Welcome to the Weekly Chatter. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. I love the, the festive background. We have competing Christmas trees going on <laughs> and lots of lights. I love it. I only have three this year, so we're okay. <laughs> Just three. Do you Just normally three. have more than three? No, I quit at three, but I was going to do a fourth, but I quit at three. <laughs> You're still pretty strong. It's a pretty strong effort. It is. <laughs> so, Cindy, um, tell everybody before we jump in, tell everybody a little bit about your agency um, so they can, can get to know you a little bit. Well, I've been in travel business for 37 years. Um, and 10 years ago, I left and went on my own and joined Travel Quest. Um, I do corporate and leisure. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's a challenge every day and nothing's the same, nothing's <laughs> ever the same. No two days are alike. That is, that is one thing for sure about this industry that I have learned in, in my eight years. So you have, you have a, a few decades on me of experience there, but if, through my eight years, I would definitely agree with you. No two days are the same. So it <laughs> keeps it interesting, right? Oh, very interesting. <laughs> some days good, some days not so good. That's right. That's right. So you, you've been um, an advisor for, for many years, and, and, yeah. and you said uh, on your own. How did you first get into travel? It's kind of sad. I worked at AAA selling memberships, and I was signed up to go to college to go to be a teacher. And when I was working at AAA, I heard the um, travel agents there um, talking to a group of Girl Scouts um, about being a travel agent. I thought, oh, that sounds fun. So I signed up for McConnell Travel School, went there, and then I 
graduated and came back um, to the, this area and got a job at Holiday Travel for a year. And then I went to Chippewa Valley Travel for 26 years. Oh, wow. And here I am 10 years later on my own. Wow. So you've had you've had quite a journey. What what prompted you going out on your own? Um, you know, um, I was I was managing at the other agency and doing travel. And my passion is doing the travel. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I have, I have a very big clientele and I just wanted to take care of them and, and take care of myself. So off I went. Actually, my husband wanted me to do it many years before that, but I was too scared to do it. Yeah. And it was the best thing I ever did. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. So, gosh, I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you. Just, you know, the different things and different parts and phases of the industry that you've seen, you know, since... Um, you know, since you've been doing this for so long, um, what, what, what's been the biggest change? So when you were working in an agency and, and managing a team to, to your business now, what's been the biggest change that you've seen? Um, you know, um, well, to be honest, um, I, I enjoy it more because I can focus on travel. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have to worry about um, somebody else's issues or problems. Um, and, somebody, and there's times I'm thinking, oh, do I need help here? Um, should I get help? And I'm like, no, I, I just don't want to have to deal with, you know, other people. And, um, I, you know, I like the way that I do things. Um, and so I have other people who don't do the same the way I do it. So I don't know if it's worth it. So um, going on my own um, is just a lot more enjoyable. Um, I see a lot more rewards and, and it's, it's the best thing. That's great. So, you know, so are, you know, back, you know, I guess in the, the 80s and 90s and, and through the early 2000s. So lots of change um, in travel, everything from how, you know, the different GDS systems to, you know, certainly 9-11 and then the recession in, in 2007-8. What, what has changed most? And of course, the, the pandemic, right? Um, what, yeah. what, what have been the... Okay. What's been the biggest change in the industry? Um, that you've seen, and because we we see changes coming uh, currently, you know things like um, NDC. People are talking about um, things like even little things like changes to uh, real ID and, and those kinds of things that will impact you know daily operations. As you look back, you know over the years, what 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 was the biggest change that you saw in the industry, and how did you how did you cope with it? Um, you know, I get I think the oh geez, how do I want to answer that one? Well, I don't know if this one answers your question. I think the biggest change is I see customer service huh? and um, customer service and um, knowledge mm -hmm. uh, of their product. And I think that's probably been the, the hardest and the um, worst part of probably the last year is, you know, the big turnover of the new newer agents. Um, you know, they got rid of the seasoned agents and a lot of the new agents don't know all the old tricks and, and, and they don't know how to say um, yes, or let me help you. It's always, nope, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think over the years, that's probably been the, the biggest change that I see is that um, the more we want to do things um, and we know the old fashioned way or know the old way, a lot of the new ones are don't, don't want to go all, out and try different things and, and look for an answer or a solution. Um, that's probably one. And probably two, I think, you know, um, with the change fees and um, the seat assignments and the baggage fees, mm -hmm. I think that's been a big, um, I think, downfall as far as nickel and diming people to death. And I think that's, um, that's kind of, that's a tough one. And when, when you're starting to, when you're working with people and they want to compare airlines, those are things that they don't think of. And so right. you have to, um, lay it out for them more. Um, the other thing I guess I would say is the internet. You know, everybody thought um, booking online was the way to go and travel agents were going to disappear. Right. Um, but they found out that we are have a, a lot of value. And and actually, ever since the pandemic, a lot more people have come back to travel agents. And I know we're swimming, you know, trying yeah. to keep our heads above water because it has been so crazy. Cindy, isn't that funny? Like you go back to the late 90s and everyone's saying, oh, travel agents done for. Forget it. <laughs> And it, they've been saying that for, for literally, you know, more than two decades now. And it seems like travel advisors, the value keeps going up. 
You know, it despite does. every time they, it seems like every time someone says that, it's just the opposite happens. Everybody's like, so why, why would you book with a travel agent? You know, why wouldn't you just go do it online? And, you know, I give them several examples. I said, well, you know what, when um, their flight's canceled and there's 257 people standing in line, right. my clients call me and I take care of them. Right. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I can get a better deal online. Okay. Did you do all the comparisons? Did you look at this? And oh, well, nope, I didn't see that. Nope, it doesn't include that. So, um, you know, people like to be travel agents. Um, but they don't really want to do know the the ins and outs of it. Yeah, and if anything, I think the the OTAs have done a masterful job job at giving the perception that they're giving great deals. Yeah, like, exactly. Right, and that people, you know, um, when you look at the bottom, yeah, I just it just amazes me. And so many people will say, "Who do people still use a travel agent?" And I'm like, "Yep, yep." Um, you should just wait till you have that problem. Yeah, it seems fewer and fewer people lately are saying that. Okay, so you serve both corporate clients and leisure travelers. Is that something that started um, back when you worked for another agency that you carried forward, or tell tell us about that a little bit? Well, so when I when I started at the other agency, I did mostly leisure travel, um, mm-hmm. and then you know I did start picking up a, a couple of different corporate accounts. Um, and then, so then I was doing both. I do, it, you know, I was probably doing 75% leisure and 25% corporate. Now it's probably 50 50. Um, I've been working with the same um, corporate account out of Jacksonville, Florida since um, 1995. Oh, wow. Um, and they're like, they're like family. Um, yeah. And I've, I've seen them grow from, I think they had like 15 sales associates. Now they have 230. Um, wow. And I do all their travel. And, um, and so, and from that, I've gotten a lot of leisure business, um, and my leisure business here just keeps growing. And like I said, um, you know, right, right now it's been more pick and choose, um, what I want to do because you can't do everything. And, right. um, I don't want to do everything because I, I want to make sure my clients are taken care of. I think, so. and, and I think that's, you know, as, as we talk to to different advisors across TravelQuest Network, that really is the, the common point uh, across all of our successful advisors and agency owners. It's that commitment to, to client care. And, you know, it's a, it's a great juxtaposition compared to the OTAs where it's it's all just a, a volume price game. Um, talk a little bit about how you approach client service and how you've been able to keep those client relationships for so long. Yeah, you know, um, so a lot of people, I have one doc, one of the doctors that I, I do travel for, um, his colleagues will say, you know, why don't you book it online? And and he said, because when I have a problem or I want it to be done right, I, I take, I, I go to Cindy. And, um, and they're like, oh, really? And so, um, you know, they just really advocate that I've taken care of them. You know, he's called me on weekends. He's called me at nights. Um don't like to have that happen, but that's what I'm here for, you know? And then there are a lot of times he'll book a, he'll use his free points and he'll say, well, Cindy, you know, charge me for you booking that for me. And, um, you know, so they appreciate what, what I do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, but I, but I enjoy most of it. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So talk about, maybe you could, um, uh... You know, as, as we talk to advisors, um, m- the vast majority of those across TravelQuest Network are leisure oriented. Um, certainly some of our, our members are, are purely corporate. Um, but most leisure advisors, they don't tend to want to delve into the corporate space. What, what, are, what do you think the pros and cons are, are of taking, you know, some, whether it's a, a small business or a medium sized business client? on as part of your book of business? What are, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages that you, that you can think of? Well, so corporate is, is generally, you know, 12 months out of the year, you know, um, so that's year round. You've got, and so you've got that steady travel and that steady income. Right. Um, you know, they do uh, hotels. Those really add up. Car rentals add up. Um, you know, you do your service fees on your airline tickets. So um, it is a good source of income. Um, you know, where leisure travel, like in this area, you might find it more, you know, January, February, March, have a little bit of a lull, then you have your Europe travel. And then in the fall, um, you know, it can be hit or miss. 
Um, so those are the ups and downs where the corporate will kind of keep you steady throughout the year. Um, sure. And one thing what's nice about, I guess, of doing both is I will take some of the like Delta vacations um, mm-hmm. and use that for my corporate clients, mm-hmm. um, you know, where some corporate agents don't know about Delta vacations or, or some of those and don't use those for their clients advantage. And so that's, that's a big plus for my clients, I think. No, I think you're absolutely right about that because you're the, the typical corporate agency or travel management company um, does not generally leverage those, those wholesale uh, suppliers. And, and you're absolutely right. They can deliver um, a great value for your client oftentimes. So I think that's, that's an important uh, note for anyone out there who's thinking about, you know, maybe taking on uh, some corporate clients. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I've seen com- some companies that have gone to um, corporate manage- travel management. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I, I have to laugh because uh, my husband included, his company did go, so I can't do his travel. I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, <laughs> he thought sometimes those are the worst clients. <laughs> um, and I watch him book his tickets online and uh, on their on their site, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I could have done that in three minutes, and it has taken him a half an hour to get the flights he wants. Um, and and then he does he does all the work, and then they still charge him, you know, ten fifteen dollars, and then and then if he goes in and changes his seats, they charge him, and I'm like, okay, where did I go wrong? But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, so some of those tools are fantastic, but I still think that the human touch is pretty, pretty awesome. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So business right now, you know, we had the pandemic, right? But business yeah. now is booming for you and you're you're trying to decide which clients you want to take and which you don't. How are you how are you handling that? Um, you know, um I I like I said, I can I can pick and choose and I'm very lucky. Um, but I don't want to turn them down. So I try to um, refer them to, to other agencies or, um, you know, other people that I know are, that are in the business that, that can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I appreciate that they want to work with a travel agent. Um, but again, I, and I don't want to sound picky or anything, but I don't want to take, like I said, I don't want to take on clients that I can't do the work for properly. Right. Um, but yeah, I, um, this, this year, um, has just been unbelievable. And I noticed that people don't have a lot of patience anymore. So when they want their trip, they want it now and they don't care if they're traveling next September, they want their information now. And I get it, you know, they're excited, but, um, sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely a challenge. So let me ask you a couple questions just before we wrap up here and get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> So, you know, in your years of experience, what's your favorite destination or your favorite product uh, to sell and to recommend to, to clients? I love doing all-inclusives. Okay. Um, I love the Caribbean and I love Mexico. Um, you know, those, I, I, I enjoy doing them just because I like traveling there too. Um, I used to like doing cruises, but you uh-huh. know, it's kind of sad with the cruises. Um, everything is... Um, realize it, it, you don't get the nice packages like you used to remember you used to get the nice documents and everything and now you have to put in everything you have to do everything and um so i i still love cruises but i have to say all inclusives are probably my favorite and what's your favorite destination so if you were going on a trip next summer or next spring where would you be going i'd it would be a toss-up between europe and australia new zealand okay. yeah Australia, um, New Zealand is definitely on my list. I've never been. Can't wait to go. But I feel like if I go, I got to spend more than, you know, a few days there. Right. And I just, I'm not sure yeah. when it's going to be. <laughs> um, actually, I've been to Australia, but I'd love to go to New Zealand. And um, I still would love to go to, you know, Switzerland and Germany. There's a lot of places I want to go. And, you know, everybody says, oh, you're a travel agent. You must travel all the time. And <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind the desk making sure everybody else gets to where they go. Um, That's right. So. Uh, I'm going on vacation in February. We're going back to Punta Cana, um, but uh, I'll, I'll be working down there. Plus, I have a big group going there like two weeks after, so I'll be working while I'm down there. So it's 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 never ending. That sounds excellent. So, final question: You've been doing this at a high level for for many years. What's what's one piece of advice you would give to someone who's who's new to the travel industry? They've been you know maybe in a year or two. 
what, what piece of advice kind of looking from your vantage point would you, would you give to them? Well, you know, um, first of all, don't just off the bat say no. You know, so you have to you have to think about it from all different angles. I'll tell my clients a lot of time. Okay, let me just let me just think here because you know a lot of times I'm like, oh no, I can't do that, and I'm like, no, there's got to be a way. So I, I would say, um, you know, stop and think. Don't say no right away. Um, but the other thing is, when you do, if you do run into a problem or an issue, and you have to work with the tour operator or the airlines or a hotel being nice will get you a lot farther than yelling and, and, and being rude. And I can tell you, um, joking with an agent, um, being nice will get you a lot farther than anything. It's, um, like, it's like the old rule my mom told me, right? You get more flies with honey than vinegar. Right? Yeah, it is. And you know, there's so many times I'll get an agent and if they're not in the kindest mood, you know, I'll kind of make jokes. And by the end, um, get what I want they <laughs> most of the time <laughs> but. That's fantastic well Cindy thank you so much for joining us on, on the weekly chatter I hope you had fun I, I did loved having you here well thank you very much for having me on and um, I look forward to meeting you in person one of these days absolutely absolutely so right. hopefully, hopefully we can meet um, maybe at the, the road show in uh, Minneapolis or or Chicago I'm hoping next year I do yes awesome Right. Well, Cindy, thanks so much for being here. And now we're going to send it back to the rest of the weekly chatter. Wonderful. Thanks, Jason. All right. How was that? Cindy, I am so sorry I butchered your last name. I am an evil person and I should be banned from all live streaming platforms. I am so sorry. But that was so much fun. And I think we have Jason all sorted out. Jason, are you there? Oh, I hope so, Joshua. Do you hear me? Hearing you loud and clear. Excellent. Excellent. How is Punta Cana, my friend? It is the perfect temperature. It is, you know, not too hot and not, I'm going to use the word moist. I know people have a, a visceral reaction to that word. Um, I've already gotten criticism for it. It is perfect temperature here. Now, I will say that we had a welcome reception last night for, because those of you just joining us, I'm in Punta Cana staying at the Coral Level, Ibero Star Selection, Bavaro Suites with uh, the Travel Quest Network Getaway. So this is uh, one of our reward trips, having a great time. We had a welcome reception and everybody's kind of chilling to the music out on the beach, there's lights, and then all of a sudden, a little bit of rain, and everybody scurried. But there was a little bit of delay, so if you go to Instagram or Facebook, you'll see a nice picture that is taken through one of the little huts. I'm in the hut trying to stay away from the rain, but uh, our members were dancing, and I mean, they were feeling, they were feeling it. So uh, that was Stephanie, Stephanie, and Amanda. You can, you can catch them uh, on, on our Instagram there, but having a great time. All of, all of us watching you are, are jealous and hopefully we can all be there next year. Now I did have to move inside my room because what I, so we went from construction to full on discotheque out by the pool. So. That was a little something I wasn't prepared for. So I was prepared for saws and everything else, um, but not that. Hey, listen, yeah. that interview. Yeah, I gotta say, was, oh, I gotta sorry. say, Josh, I gotta say, you not being prepared for a little disco action that, that surprises me. I think it surprises everybody else too. So I, I, I'm glad you know you have to be known for something. So if that's gonna be my thing, I'm okay with that. Okay, right. good, good. I'm okay with that. But what about your conversation with Cindy? I have seen her name on so many things. I mean, numbers galore, uh, very, very big yeah. business going on there. That, yeah. I, I found her story very interesting. I always find the conversations very interesting, but the thing that kind of struck me and I, I chuckled a little bit is she had that one corporate client that had like 15 salespeople and then it became 200 something. I mean, that's an yeah, investment in the future, right? It is. It is. It's, a, it's just a great reminder that you know, even in the, the leisure space, as you as you take on new clients, 
you know, the, the payoff from those new client relationships don't necessarily come in, in the first month or the first year. Um, these are, are personal relationships that you're, you're cultivating and you're building over, over many years and even potentially many decades. And I think that's a great illustration and a reminder that, you know, as, as you're out there building those client relationships, they can really, you know, evolve and blossom into something, um, you know, really terrific and, and certainly lucrative. Um, and I thought that was, that was a really cool story and her business certainly has grown over the years and, you know, I think she's a great uh, reminder of, of perseverance and consistency and, you know, delivering a great value for, for her clients. Um, you know, we, we've had some guests on the, the weekly chatter for a conversation and, you know, their, their business models are, are, are very, are varied and different. Um, certainly, you know, that client care is always you know, at the core of, of all the most successful agencies out there. Um, but, you know, Cindy gives a, gives a good reminder of, you know, if you, if you approach the business consistently and diligently, you know, really great things can happen over time. And, and that's just so great to see, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I loved what she had to say. And this is, I mean, I've seen it over and over again about when she's trying to sort something out for her clients and she's talking to that miserable agent you can tell by the way they answered the phone that they were miserable there is no other word for it and she did exactly what i do every time it's if you start joking with them if you commiserate with them if it you know yeah. if it, it, it she says she gets what she wants most of the time you get what you want and more um, and right. it's, it's a very different approach from, uh, you need to sort this out. Somebody automatically puts their walls up, right? That's right. That's right. And, you know, I think it, it goes back to the, the, the schoolyard, right? You know, when, we were, when everyone was a kid, you know, you, you, we were all taught to get along with, with others and, you know, approach things from a, a place of, of positivity and kindness and you, you more times than not get things that, you know, as she put it, you get what you want and, and then some. Um, so I, I thought that her attitude and the, the can-do attitude, you know, if someone, if a client's asking for something that seems, you know, impossible, well, let me see. Let me roll up the sleeves and see what we can do. And I, I like, I love that, you know, positive can-do attitude. And I think that's something we certainly all can take take a note from and, and try, to, try to model. And the other thing that we can take a note from both of y'all is uh, you better deck out for the holidays if you're going to do a, a conversation with Jason Block because it's, it's like dueling holiday trees, right? It is the season, Joshua. Tis the season, exactly. Hey, listen, we've got Velma standing by, but before we go, I, uh, before we go over to Velma, I want to go over to the chat real quick because uh, we had some some wins and challenges, but we also had some comments about Corbin. Cor okay, I don't know. Let me start again. That's the second time I've had to do that in the last two weeks. Uh, we've had some questions about corporate travel that I'd like to address. So first and foremost, we got Kara saying, hi all, getting over the flu this week, but business is still going great despite having laryngitis and being stuck in bed for a full 48 hours or so. Oh no, I hope you feel better, Kara. That sounds not fun. Is that not the worst? Like everything is popping off. You're super successful. And then all of a sudden, hello, life is going to remind you that you have to take a little break. Uh, I am so sorry, Kara, but I'm, I'm, thank you for, for, for joining in this week. Uh, all right, Stephanie with an F, who is here with us on the getaway. So I don't know where she is because she's definitely gotten away. She's been relaxing. She told me normally when she goes on trips like these, she takes a book to read, um, but she's so busy doing site inspections and things like that that she only reads four pages of a book. Uh, but that is not a getaway. Our getaway is our is, relaxation. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the great thing about the getaway? There's no, there's not a lot of programming, and you, you can do what you want. Like that's you, you do it, Stephanie. Yeah, you do it, and uh, I hope I get to see her around at some point before we leave, uh, but I'm glad she's doing it. But she had to say, happy Friday. My win this week was sending out my monthly newsletter this morning, and I've already gotten, so she sent it while she was here, 
she sent out her uh-huh. monthly newsletter this morning and she's already gotten six emails from return clients asking about new trips. I don't usually get a lot of feedback and was beginning to think that the, the emails were pointless. So yay for that. And can, can I just say real quick, and, yeah. and sometimes we get really focused on the travel industry and this year especially, you know, in a lot of years we start, you start to see things slow down a little bit in December, but this year things are still just, you know, cranked up. But there's an awful lot of industries where, you know, business kind of stops after Thanksgiving and there's a lot of people sitting at their desk, flipping through their emails or surfing the web, looking for something to do. Please take that take that note from Stephanie, and if you haven't done an email newsletter, or even just you know, hey, how you doing? Now is the time. I promise you. And those results that Stephanie got are, are fantastic, and I think you can get good results too. So let's let's do that. Absolutely. And guys, if you are using Email Plus, uh, if you're not, you can always sign up for it through Pro. But if you are using Email Plus, there are six monthly newsletters in there because I missed the deadline to get the November ones in. So now there are six ready to go. So there is no excuse. Get those uh, emails out, those newsletters out. But Jason, you're right. I find, I've always found that I've been in many different sales environments, that this time period is the time when people are, they have a little more time to spend in their inbox. They might be tidying things up unsubscribing from things they don't want to be a part of, but they're more likely to engage. And a one-to-one email that says happy holidays or I hope you have a grand new year, anything like that, those work and they aren't complicated. You don't have to have fancy graphics. It's it's just a one-to-one email. And I would rather cut and paste 200 of those versus doing a broadcast email because they just seem to work. So. Please, please don't miss out on it. Um, Samantha said, I love doing corporate travel. So there's an amen for that. Um, And then uh, maybe more of a discussion in the chat. But Hannah said, I'd love to hear from those that do corporate if you feel it is necessary to know the GDS to do corporate travel. It's something I've been approached about a lot and have been interested in pursuing, but I have no GDS experience at this point. Happy to learn, though. So she's... Asking that question from the group, do you have any advice on that, Jason? Well, look, knowing, being familiar with, not not being familiar, being a proficient user of the GDS certainly makes high volume corporate travel um, uh, more efficient for you. Uh, So if if that's the direction where you want to build your your business into being a corporate agency or, um, you know, focusing in that corporate space, that probably is a good idea in the long run. But I would say you absolutely don't need to use the GDS to to get started. I mean, the GDS, look, it's a great tool for being efficient, right? You can book flights, cars, hotels, et cetera, very quickly. And once you learn learn the interface, you can uh, process a lot of transactions in a short period of time. So if you're at a point where you don't have any corporate clients yet, I think that's the place to start is to figure out Okay, how do I go and attract that smaller, medium-sized business client? Um, because without those, knowing the GDS is of limited use in that in that context, right? So start with your your approach to land new corporate business, and then as you build volume, you know, at the same time you could be growing your proficiency in the GDS. And if you want to become a GDS user, we have resources that can help you. That can help you do that. Um, we're also looking at a product uh, from Travelport, which is more of a point and click um, as, as a potential uh, product for those people interested in corporate that would kind of go a step beyond uh, Agent Air and some of the other uh, booking products. So if you're interested in learning more, any, any of you interested in learning more about that or how you would get into corporate, you know, re- reach out to, to Air Services and, and um, speak with Jesse and and maybe get a sense for what all is involved in learning the GDS. I'm not going to tell you it's easy, um, but it is pretty powerful once you build that that knowledge set. And Jason, we did the thing that we keep doing. We just referenced GDS and didn't explain what it was. So we keep doing it. We did it with the CRM and GDS. Kim, you did answer Kim's question. She was like, how do you get started in corporate? And totally agree with you. Go for, and I think that applies to everything, not just corporate. 
land clients and then you can fill in from there. But if you spend too much time working on the back end and not getting the clients, you're going to sit around waiting. So GDS stands for? Global Distribution System. So it's it, it, in the olden days when we used to call it a um, computer reservation system or CRS. Uh, but then at some point along the line, it got changed to a GDS. The main GDS platforms um, that are, are in use today are uh, Travelport, uh, which has WorldSpan and Galileo, and Saber. So our primary GDS for, for Travelcoast Network at this point is WorldSpan, which is in the process of converting to Galileo um, as part of the whole Travelport Plus suite. We, all, we do also support Saber. So we have multiple GDS options for those of you who are interested. Well, now, generally, we well, do require GDS experience. So the process of getting um, set up on the GDS, it's, it's not like getting set up on engineer because when you have GDS access, you have kind of a direct connection into all of the airline and hotel inventory. And um, there's quite a bit of responsibility that comes with that as well. And I have seen agents on GDS, and it looks like back in the 1980s when people would be in, uh, they would be programming little video games. Or what was that? There was that game, there, there was that movie where somebody Pong. went to war. What was it? Oh, yeah, you're talking about, yeah. All right, we're going to date ourselves. But let's not date ourselves. We have left one of our favorite people hanging in the wings here. Uh, Miss Velma, can can you bring some realness uh, from Texas here? Hey, Velma, happy late birthday! Well, thank you. It was a fun birthday. I, it's not it's not over. I, once I start celebrating, I just keep going, make it a week. I, I, I love it. I, I even sang to her. I sent her a video where I was singing to her from the beach before the rain came. <laughs> yes, you did. And I had a little party last night and I played that for everyone. They oh. were very impressed. Oh, I'm, so yeah. I'm, I'm so shy. I'm so shy. All right, Velma, well, well you're going to take us over to sales. So hold on one second. Let me get you all situated. There you okay. are. Okay, oh. here I am. Okay. Well, Number three uh, is a very, very good place to be because the number is 15397 This member earned that revenue. Yes, Jason, this is revenue for the week by selling airline tickets and making hotel bookings. That's it. That's so impressive. They probably have a GDS system. I don't know. Anyway, number two. Sixteen thousand seventy-two, and I just have to list. These were all cruises, and this is what they sold to earn this revenue: Carnival, Celebrity, Cunard, Holland America, MSC, NCL, Princess, Royal Caribbean, and Viking River. A very well-rounded member here that can sell anything, apparently, any kind of cruise. So, number one. Twenty-two thousand four hundred and twenty-four. This revenue, very impressive. Two hotels, two hotels, Fairmont and Ritz. I mean, that's very impressive to me. Several bookings using two hotel chains, and uh, they earned that weekly revenue. So, way to go! Wow. <laughs> yes. Those are some pretty good commission revenue numbers, I gotta say. Pretty good week yeah. for, for those three. Well very done. Good. Mm -hmm. Very good. And uh, before y'all let me go, uh, here's my tree. Here's my tree. <laughs> oh. Is Charlie go, Brown around there? Like, I had. It's in a little truck, you know. I had to go buy this. My husband's so busy at his at his work. He doesn't have time to get my ornaments out of the barn. So, and I he won't let me do it. So. I, I had to go buy this little tree. Do you know what, Velma? I have known you now for five years, and mm -hmm. I have never heard you say that my husband has not gotten anything out of the barn. And, <laughs> um, you know, I live in the country. Um, I just really appreciate that. I have a barn with I, a loft. 
It's red. Of course it is. Well, Velma, before we let you go, there's a lot of chatter in the weekly chatter about you. And uh, let's just say that uh, Ellen said, Velma is my favorite. Andy said, thank you, Velma, for the coaching session. Absolutely amazing. I heard you were doing a bunch of coaching sessions, one-on-one coaching sessions this week. Oh, uh, I have uh, 17 sessions booked for the rest of this month. That's a lot in one month. That is a lot. And guys, take advantage of those uh, one-on-one coaching sessions. If you are on one of our professional plans, you get, uh, or the executive plan, you get one free coaching session with Velma. And this is not basic. This is, Velma is, is a, how would you describe your coaching style? Stern. Well, don't scare people now, Velma. <laughs> this is, you want people. No, you know what? Uh. I, I coach, but you know, it's not, it's not the session and then it's over with because I follow through. I have learned that you can't just do one session and that's it. We, we are starting to learn. And I know y'all agree with this, with travel quest, with our members, we're following through. We're seeing where does this session go? Where does this take them? Uh, they're emailing me results. Um, it's, it's very impressive. So just because you have one session, don't think I'm going to just drop you. I'm not that kind of date. Oh, Lord. I wasn't ready for that. Um, but I adore you. And uh, so our team has jumped in and said, Britta's, uh, Britta said, you're you're her favorite, too. And then Angela said, oh, my, she's my favorite, too. Amy said, uh, <laughs> Velma's a rock star. It's a little bit of a love fest going on. And Hannah, who is a regular on the Weekly Chatter, she said, looking forward to her session this month. So, uh, yeah, you are going to have a busy December. But what a great time to kind of do a little reset before you go into wave season and Velma for all those, you know, cause it's not just members of travel quest network watching the weekly chatter. We've got people all around the world watching the weekly chatter. What mm -hmm. does, what is wave season? What, what does that mean? Well, wave season used to mean that you became very busy booking cruises in February, but now wave season means you start around November and it goes for about six months and you need to be prepared. <laughs> but, but really, honestly, there is no one month anymore for wave season. Uh, it starts earlier and it lasts longer. Right. And I've, I've been telling the people in my coaching sessions, you need to get ready. Cruising for spring break is big this year. They're booking now. It's booking now for March and April. All right. So mm -hmm. there you go. Wave season has already begun. That, that train has taken, it's, it's going, but it, you can still get on it. So uh, do your due diligence, get out there, market, send your email newsletters, um, be a rock star. And uh, yeah, and just remember, Velma's not that kind of date. She's not going to drop you. I'm not going to drop you. I'm with you. We are, are. We're with you. Yeah. <laughs> we are. All right. You have a fantastic weekend. Continue, continue to enjoy your birthday, Velma. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Velma. Happy birthday. Oh, she, she said, out. I am gone. My weekend has yeah. begun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I think maybe a, a, a word I would use differently than firm would be Velma, Velma's coaching is real. You know, her, her, her role in that, in that uh, coaching is, you know, to sort through where you and your travel business are right now and the things that you need to do uh, to be successful and to build a, a lasting business and she doesn't she doesn't sugarcoat it um nor should she so i think it, you know all of the feedback from those who have joined a coaching session with with belma have have been you know, extremely positive and and uh, rightly so because she's doing a great job in, in helping um with with practical steps to to grow your business so um i'm I'm thrilled that she's she's doing that now, that it's getting such good uh, feedback. Now you heard firm, but I heard stern. So Sir, I'm sorry, stern. 
Okay, I just was like, maybe I just, because I, I was like stern. I don't know. I don't need anybody with like a crop um, that's going to like chase me down. And No, she, she, what I love about, and this is again, not a love fest uh, for Velma, but you know what? It is her birthday week, so we might as well do it now, is with every single one of her coaches, she cares. And that's the same across the, our entire team. I hope that everyone feels like they, we genuinely care about you and about your business. Um, but when you're working uh, as a, when you're a coachee and you're working with a coach, you have to be vulnerable. You have to say, you know what, these are the things that I want to do. Um, some of these things might not be that realistic. And also these are the things that I'm doing that are self-sabotaging and preventing me from getting and getting to my goals. So it's she she does a great job. So definitely talk to Velma. That's 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 my advice for the week. Talk to Velma. <laughs> now now Jason towards yeah. the end of the show we like to do some headlines. Did you were you able to get me some headlines for this week? Well, I'm, I'm I I hope I did since you just asked me. Yeah, I hope so too. And 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 guys Jason didn't know this. That would have been awkward if I had. Yeah, uh, Jason. Uh, I was joking around with Jason, and I realized that I I uh, kind of aged myself. Um, but if you are around my age, you remember something called the Great Space Coaster, and there was Gary Gnu, and he brought the Gnu's. Uh, so I I've kind of uh, internally been calling it <laughs> Jason Gary Gnu with his Gnu's. So he's got some Gnu's for us. <laughs> oh God. I, I, so appreciate that, Joshua. Yeah, um, I, the thing is, is I'm not even partaking in any of the alcohol, <laughs> so this is just me and sunshine. Well, I can only imagine then. Uh, all right, so this week, uh, a headline just right out of the gate for our number one Virgin Voyages fan, Wendy Laporte, which she already knew this, of course, and some of you might as well, but I'll just throw it out there for Wendy especially. Uh, Virgin rolled out there, introduced their uh, third ship this week. They took possession of the Resilient Lady. Um, they're going to sit on it, though, for almost almost six months. The inaugural is not till May 14th. Wow. Um, that's going to be in Greece before it uh, does a transitioning, and then it'll be sailing for the winter season out of Australia. Um, so that's, that's exciting. Virgin continues to expand. Um, and they have, they have a really cool product and a, and a cool uh, niche in the industry. So, yes, so for all of you Virgin fans, you'll have a new product to sell. And, and I just have to say, last night I was at dinner with one of our members, and they're also a um, a Virgin fan. And uh, she had footage of their Scarlet parties or their Red parties. I don't know what they're called. And um, everybody's all decked out in red. The ship is illuminated in red. And then everybody with their fancy clothes on jumps in the pool. Uh, so this is a very different cruise than anything I've been on. It, it, yeah, I've not been on it yet, but it certainly uh, seems that way from everything that we hear. And, you know, it's a cool different, right? Yeah. Um, another... Another bit of news, you know, we a lot of our um, advisors sell a lot of things in Europe. So uh, one thing that came out this week is the EU has voted to uh, admit Croatia into the uh, Schengen area, Schengen area. Um, so that that means that as as people are traveling across borders within the Schengen area, Schengen area, sorry. Um, they won't need to show a passport and Croatia is also going to start to accept the euro. Um, and I believe that it's effective uh, beginning of the year in 2023. So for those of you selling Europe, and particularly if you're doing some kind of FIT, um, it'll be easier for them to visit Croatia as part of that. And everyone um, I know who has been to Croatia has talked about how beautiful it is. Um, yeah. And it just looks like something that is on my, needs to be on my bucket list. Yeah. And in fact, speaking of Croatia, we have, there's a, a fam we have listed through Inside Vacations to Croatia uh, right now. So if you go into Worldview Pro, into the uh, promotions, and you can filter it by fams, um, there's a, a Croatia fam and a link to apply uh, with Inside Vacations if, if you're interested. Yes. Um, what else? Norwegian. Norwegian Cruise Lines. 
So everything is getting more expensive, right? Um, and this week, uh, I don't know if you saw Princess raised their um, automated gratuities and Norwegian has followed suit raising their default gratuities. But you know, when some of these prices rise, you know, look, as sales professionals, we should look at these as an opportunity for a closing event. So uh, Norwegian is, is raising their, their automatic included gratuities uh, starting on the 1st of January. But if you, if you book now for a cruise that's after January 1st, you can still lock in those, those lower gratuity rates. Now, look, a consumer can always you know, change the amount of the gratuities they want to give and all of that. But a lot of people just kind of use the recommended and what's calculated. So if, if you want to kind of use this announcement, not as bad news, but hey, here's a reason to get your booking in now and get it, get it done, um, you can keep the old gratuity rates. So that, you know, when you, whenever we see these kinds of announcements, we need to, you know, understand the announcement for what it is, but also say, okay, how do we, how do we take advantage of that? I love that silver lining there. And I've never heard the term closing event. That makes total sense. Yeah. Here's a reason to put a deadline. Cause I'm sure a lot of you have potential clients who are, you know, they're, they're hemming, they're hawing, they're, Oh, maybe we want to go. Uh, and I'm sure you have proposal. A lot of you have proposals outstanding right now on Norwegian. And this is a great reason for you to reach out and like, Hey, let's get this done. Um, so you can lock in these, these old opportunity rates. Yes. Um, one other thing, uh, we, we've talked about real ID a bit over, you know, the last year or so, and it was set to start in May, I believe. Uh, but they have uh, come out and said, you know what, we're pushing the deadline back. So now it won't be for, for two more years. Um, they, the passengers will, will have to comply to get a, a real ID, uh, certified ID to go through TSA. So we got some more time so that, that, that's good. And it kind of takes the, the pressure off. Um, to be worrying really about that for now. So the new date um, is now May 7th, 2025. So we have, uh, your clients have a little time uh, to worry about that. So um, I have a question for you, Joshua. Actually, I have two questions for you. Now, the first question is, do you like luxury? Yes. I knew the, I knew you did. So um, the Mandarin uh, Oriental, is opening a new resort in the Maldives that will be across 84 acres on three a string of three islands and it's going to have 130 standalone villas that range between 1,000 and 3,300 square feet which will make them among the the largest villas in in the region there um, and that's set to open in 2025 so as you're kind of looking at your calendar you can start to to pencil that in Joshua as a nice luxurious opportunity and my budget Give, give me give me a little time to be one of the first uh, and still budget for it. I, I don't think I don't think I wouldn't plan on that. But for those of you out there with luxury clients, that is a, a nice offering that you should uh, make them aware of. Um, at least something that's you know coming down the pipe, start to build some interest. My my next question or last question for you, Joshua, is: Do you believe in aliens? Uh, I I don't want to start any <laughs> controversy, but yes, I do. Okay, then, then you might be interested in this new offering from Swan Atlantic. So Swan Atlantic, for those of you who don't know, uh, operates expedition um, cruises, and they've partnered with the SETI Institute, yeah, um, which is a research organization, um, to start to offer um, expedition sailings where they have um, scientific uh, speakers and professors on board, and, and, and quote, uh, they want to expose guests to expert insights into cutting-edge discoveries in astronomy, astrophysics, astrobiology, planetary science, including, for you, Joshua, the ongoing hunt for life beyond our solar system. So this is an opportunity for all of your clients who are into extraterrestrials or just science in general. Um, that is an interesting offering. I just found it a little humorous. I, 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 I'm all about it. No, nobody, nobody like challenged me in Facebook. I, I don't, don't give me a hard time. I watched a show called Roswell, New Mexico on Netflix, and I think aliens seem to be all right. So um, I'm good with that. <laughs> anyway, Jason, well, it's it's the end of the go. weekly chatter. We 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 made it to another.
Isn't that a great way to end it? All All right, guys. Um, So we will see you next week. Uh, Those of you who are in the New York-ish area, uh, we have the final road show. Jason and I, Steven, Angela, a whole crew is going to be in Newark for the, on Tuesday for our final road show. You got to come if you haven't signed up for it. It's in the calendar. You can register for it there. Um, it is free for our members to come and it is going to be a good time. We've had a great time, right, Jason? Absolutely. They've been one of the real highlights of the year uh, for, for me and I know for a lot of people. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see everybody's going to be there in, uh, in Newark. Going to be right in the airport, I believe. Yep. So if you're flying in, it should be super convenient. Um, can't wait to see. It's going to be a good time. Yep, it's going to be right at the Marriott at Newark. So very easy for you to fly into. And then those of you who are not coming to Newark, we have Central Holidays. They will be with Celeste on that Tuesday at 3 Eastern. So tune in for that partner training. Um, be great to hear from Central Holidays. Anyway, you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Um, the Travel Quest members here on the getaway. We're going to have a rockin' time, so check out Instagram for the behind-the-scenes footage. All right, bye, guys. Bye, buddy.